He means everything to me this morning, and I hope He does you this morning. Had a good Sunday school lesson, and and uh, well, the brother didn't know who I was going to be preaching at. I guess probably last night, but it sort of went along with some of the things he said there. And then that song there, we don't have to worry anymore. That goes along, Brother Morris, for the message that God has laid on my heart this morning. If you will look with me in St. John's Gospel, chapter 13. And when you find it, would you please stand with us as we read some here together. <coughs> Jesus was talking to the disciples. And He said in St. John, chapter 13, in verse... 33, I'm going to begin reading verse 33. He said, little children, was referring to the disciples. And you know he referred to you and I this morning as little children. Little children, he said, yet a little while I am with you. You shall seek me. <laughs> and as I said, unto the Jews... Whether I go, ye can not come, so now I say unto you, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Verse 35, it says, By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples if ye love one another. Amen. Brother John, ask the blessing on it. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank, thank you, you, Jesus. We be in your house, Lord. We just ask God this morning that you bless this message. We ask God that you anoint the speaker and you hide him. <laughs> yes, Lord. <laughs> Amen. You may be seated, stand, whatever you want to do. I don't care. But Jesus was right. I was talking to the disciples. He had gathered them together as he had many times. And I'm sure this is not the first time that he talked to them about this subject, the subject of him dying and going back to his heavenly Father. Now, as I read this, I looked at something, and something hit me, and I've read it many times, but I just thought of something when I read in one of these verses. And so I want to look at this this morning, and as the brother said, you know, we all worry sometimes. If you say that you don't worry about anything, then I'm just going to have a hard time believing it. Has anybody in here today don't worry about nothing? About your children, grandchildren? About your church? About this COVID? We all have our share of worries, don't we? Some people call them concerns. But we all sometimes go through these stages. 
and the disciples were having a hard time understanding what Jesus was saying. And so he said in verse 33, he said, Little children, yet a little while I am with you. Ye shall seek me. And as he said, and as I had said to the Jews, he said, I say unto you also, you cannot come. So now, he said, I say to you. In verse 34, I want to look at something this morning and talk a little bit upon the subject. In verse 34, Jesus said to the disciples, He said, A new commandment I give unto you. A new commandment I give unto you that ye love that ye love one another. How many has read that before? How many of you noticed the next five words that Jesus said there? He said that ye love one another. He said, as I, as I have loved you. This was not an option this morning, church, that he gave his disciples. You can love one another or not love one another. That was not an option. That was a commandment that we should love one another. Not an option, but a commandment. A lot of people today think they have the right to not love anybody that they don't like. You know, there's a lot of people on their way to hell today because they're trying to live in somebody else's past. Can I hear a amen this morning? You know, when you're trying to live somebody else's past, uh, you're not going to have no joy, hey man. Because if you try to live my past, you're going to really be filled up with troubles this morning. But there's a lot of people who want to live somebody else's past. Or let me rephrase that. There's a lot of people who want to make everybody else live in their past. In other words, there's people out there, Brother Bill, that throws up your past when they really don't know a whole lot about it, but they throw up your past to you. They go out and talk about you. They do me. They do you too. You're no different. There are just people out there that is absolutely troublemakers. Now just because we're church people don't mean that we don't have enemies. It doesn't mean everybody's going to like you. And you know, a lot of times when you see somebody really doing good and really trying, that's who the devil is going to put these people after. Amen? There are people just to live, Brother Ronnie, to take down others. There are some people lives just for the fact that they can try to destroy me. Because I'm a preacher. And because they don't agree with me on certain things. You know the disciples didn't agree a lot of times either. 
Jesus didn't agree with them and they didn't agree with Jesus. But Jesus always come out on top. Amen. Now, but when we're talking about love this morning, <laughs> a new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another. But then he said, not just love one another, but love one another as I have loved you. That's for you and me too, John. That's for all of us. That we're to love one another as Jesus loved us. How much did Jesus love us this morning? How much did Jesus love you? How much did Jesus love you? How much did Jesus love you this morning? He loved us so much, Brother Paul, that He gave His life for us. The old song we used to sing, an old account was settled. Anybody remember that? My name was at the top. <laughs> at the top. And many things below. But praise Jesus, I... 1983, <laughs> I went to the old cross, amen, and I settled up my record long ago. But there's people out there still wants to hold my back life on my record. Well, I got news for you out there this morning. It may be on your records, uh, but it's not on my records in heaven, amen. I've been set free this morning. Amen. Been set free this morning. Oh, my name was at the top one time, Brother Moore. I was a sinner among sinners, but thanks be unto God. When I went to Calvary, Jesus took all them sins and He cast them in the sea of forgetfulness. Amen. And He said, they'll never be brought up before you again. Not by me. Not by me. But Jesus said, there'll be others bringing it up. But you remember, I'm the one that counts. When I got saved that day, Brother John, He wrote my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. And he said, it's sealed there. Nobody can take it out except you. Amen. So all these gainsayers, all these fault finders, uh, you can try all you want to. Uh, my name is there. Been there since 83. And Sister Connie, it's going to be there. Hey, man, when the last breath goes out of me. Why? Because uh, I settled it long ago. Amen. Jesus said, love one another. He said, as I have loved you. Think about how much love that is. Think about how much love that is. Died for me and you. Brother Ed, Brother Ron, died for us. Oh, sinners, amen. But He loved us. He loved us so much that He gave His life for each and every one of us. That's shouting ground right there, ain't it? That's praise ground right there, church, when you think about it. And he went ahead. And he said in verse 35, he said, if you love one another, he says, I have loved you. He said, if you do that by this, shall all men know that ye are my disciples if ye love one another. It was brought up, I think, at Sunday school class up this morning about our lives. Amen. We've all got a past. Is anybody in here not got a past? Is anybody in here that's never committed a sin? So what you're telling me, I'm, per, I'm teaching this morning or preaching this morning to a church that is not perfect. Is that what y'all telling me? 
And all these years, 20-some years, as pastor, 20, 22, whatever it is, you would think that I'd have a perfect church by now, wouldn't you? Can I see one hand of one perfect person in here? I guess not, Brother Marty. <laughs> so that tells me that there's no perfect people in here. So why does that give us a right to judge one another? You know, there ain't but one perfect, and the Bible said that's God. He's going to be the one that counts. It ain't going to be me that judges you that's going to count where you spend eternity. It's not going to be you that judges me where I'm what you're going to count where I spend eternity. It's going to be, this is something between you and God this morning. Between you and God. And if we look back through the Bible, we see Scripture after Scripture after Scripture. It's done been fulfilled, amen. It's done been rolled off. It's been fulfilled. We're in the last days. The last days. And if people's not ready, they need to be getting ready, amen. Jesus said, if you love one another as I've loved you, He said, all men or all people will know that you are my disciple. Let me tell you something this morning. You don't have to put a sign across your forehead. You don't have to write it across your chest or on your back. Of course, when you walk down the street or you walk in at Walmart, you don't have to advertise with a big sign on you that I'm a Jesus person. You know you can write anything on you that you want to. You can say anything that you want to through these lips of yours. You can hang all the signs on you you want to. But that's not going to amount to nothing. Because Jesus just said here, if you love one another as I have loved you, he said, all people are going to see that and know it. Our life shines before a law and a dying world out there. Some of you here works in Walmart. Hey, man. Did you know that Walmart is a good place to witness for your Christian life? Because there's all kinds of people goes in there. You don't have to have a sign. You can just speak to somebody, be nice to them. And let them know. Let them know that you love them. Just walk by and say, How are you having a nice day? Or bless you. Boy, that really blesses me when somebody walks by, I don't know, and they say, Bless you, brother. Bless you, sister. Don't that bless you? It makes you feel good, don't it? You know, you can just walk by people sometime, Brother Ronnie. Never seen them before, but you can just get close to them. And maybe listen to a little of their conversation with somebody else. You don't have to go up to them and say, Hey, are you a Christian? Hey, I'm a Christian. Are you a Christian? Why? Because you're going to know, you're going to feel the presence of God around it. Because if you have Christ in you, uh, then He's going to abide in you, and His presence is going to go with you everywhere you go. And let me tell you, when Jesus is present, everybody around you knows it. Everybody around you don't have to broadcast it. It's all right if you don't testify of it. 
But Jesus said, if you love one another as I have loved you. <laughs> you know, I was thinking this morning, and that's dangerous when I get to thinking at my age. I was thinking this morning, where is Satan going to be at today? Where do you think Satan is at this morning? Where do you think he's at? Where? Church house? How many agree with Brother Mike? You know, a lot of people's got a mindset, well, the devil's out there, or church people have got a mindset, the devil's out there in the world, boy, he's really working in the world. Let me ask you something, why in the world would the devil be out there working in the world when the devil already got the world? So where's he going to be? He's going to be in God's house, amen. That's where he's going to work at. Doing what? Pointing you, pointing, pointing everybody's faults out to everybody else. You know, the Bible says, brother, the Bible says that Satan is the accuser of the brother. How many believe that? He's the accuser of the brother. Satan, what, Satan don't have to go out into the world to work this morning. I'm going to tell you something. Satan goes to church more than most church members does. Woo, boy, that didn't go over very well, did it? Whoo, Lord, let me shake that off. <laughs> the Bible says the truth will set us free. Sometimes the truth is cut, don't it? Sometimes it's good to hear the truth to cut the rough ages off. Hey, man. You know, we've got so, so self-reliant or so self-comfort before this pandemic hit us. We go where we wanted to go, Brother Billy. We done what we wanted to do. We wanted to have a big dinner at church. We'd have a big dinner at church. We wanted to have a big singing at church and a big dinner. We'd have a big singing, a big dinner. We'd have homecoming. We'd have bell time. We'd have everything going on. Do you think that we didn't take God for granted? How many believe we took God for granted? How many believe we took the church for granted? We did. Will you admit it or not? We did. We didn't know what trouble was. We had no trouble. We had no trial hardly. Everybody was happy-go-lucky. Do you think maybe that Jesus seen this? When everything was going good, food on the table, money in her pocket, everything, going, doing what we wanted to do. Do you think we neglected to spend time with Jesus the way that we ought to? Don't you think maybe Jesus has got a hand in this to bring us back together? To bring families back together? And bring churches together. Don't you think maybe this is an eye-opener that God has sent to us this morning? I don't know about you, church, but I know about me. Uh, and He got my attention. 
Has he got anybody else's attention in the house? Some of you evidently he hasn't got yet. God, I wish you'd hurry up and get it so he'd ease up on us. Do you love your neighbor this morning? Do you love your pastor this morning? Do you love those that workers in the church this morning? Do you love the leadership that's in your church this morning? No, we're not perfect, but we do the best that we can do with God's help. And I come in here this morning during this time, and I look back through this congregation this morning, and a bunch of kids is back there in the back, and man, they's a good-looking crowd. Has anybody looked around this morning? Seat between everybody? Six, seven, eight feet distance, and some of you ten, twelve feet distance? Don't it feel good to be in God's house? I've missed my brothers and sisters that's not been in the house of God. Has anybody missed them? And Peter went on down there in verse 36. You know, old Peter, he, he was a spokesman. He got in trouble a lot like me. He, Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, whither goest thou? And Jesus answered him. He had done told him. He said, Whither I go, thou canst not follow me now, Peter, but thou shalt follow me afterwards. Don't you have that great hope this morning that we can follow Jesus after this life is over? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Peter said unto him, Lord, why cannot I follow thee now? I will lay down my life, Lord, for thee. I will lay down my life for thy, thy sake, Lord. Jesus knew Peter just like Jesus knows the Lord in my heart this morning. Listen to what he said in verse 38. Jesus answered him, Wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, and I say unto thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me three times. Amen. We know the story. A few days later, Ronnie, Peter denied Jesus. The Bible said they all said they would never leave him. But you read in on over there. And you see when they come and got him out of Gethsemane, the Bible said they all scattered and left Jesus. And the Bible said that Peter also left him, but Peter was seen, the Bible said, following Jesus a long way off. Brothers and sisters, how close or how far are you following Jesus today? How far are we following Jesus today? Are we doing what Jesus said that we're supposed to do? Are we loving one another, following one another, loving one another, lifting one another up when we're down, forgiving one another? And Jesus went on in chapter 14 explaining to them. Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled. We are living in trouble Sometimes, amen. 
My heart is troubled a lot this day and hour that I live in. I'm troubled for my children and grandchildren. I'm troubled for my family, my brothers and sisters and nieces and nephews. I'm troubled with them and for them. I'm troubled with the church today as a pastor. I have troubles on every hand and I struggle with these problems sometimes. But thanks be unto God, I know where to go to to bring me through it. If it wasn't for Jesus, where would you and I be at today? If it wasn't for Jesus. And their heart was troubled. And he said, if you believe in God, believe also in me. And he went on and he said, in my father's house are many mansions. He said, if it were not so, Lee, he said he would have told them. How many believe that we've got a home waiting in heaven after this life? Hallelujah, hallelujah for that life. For that hope, that precious hope, that precious promise. In my father's house are many mansions. He said, if it were not so, he said, I would have told you. He would have told us. He said, I'll go to prepare a place for you. But I like this. He said, when I go, Peter, he said, I'll come back and I'll get you so that where I am, he said, there you may be also. Oh, what a promise, church, this morning. What a promise this morning. Jesus loved us. He died for us. He went back to prepare a place for us for not just a few years, but for eternity. And he said, when I get them prepared, he said, I'm coming back after you and I'm going to get you. I'm going to bring you up here with me so that where I am, there you may be also. Hallelujah. God, I wish I was able to shout for days for a while. That that touches my heart to know that I've got a place waiting. A place better than what I have got down here. Amen. If in this life, Paul said, if in this life we only had hope in Christ Jesus, he said we would be people most miserable. If all I had was in the hope that I've got right here on this old world, I would be miserable and you would too. But thanks be unto God because Jesus is going to prepare a place for it because he died for your sins and my sins and because he went back to heaven and because he's sitting at the right hand of the Father today, being there to intercede for you and me and he's sitting there just waiting for his Father to say, go get my children and bring them home. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And if I go prepare a place for you, he said, I will come again and receive you unto myself, so that where I am there you may be also. And where I go, ye know, and the way ye know, Thomas. And listen to old Thomas. Old Thomas took over the conversation instead of Peter. And Thomas said unto him, Lord, we don't know whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? This is one of the disciples. Lord, we don't know where you go. So before can we find you? We don't know the way. We don't know where you're at. What are we going to do?
Look what Jesus said in chapter 5, chapter 6. Jesus said unto him, Thomas and the rest, I am the way. <laughs> Everybody say Jesus is the way this morning. Come on, let's do it again. Jesus is the way. He said, I'm not only the way. He said, I am the truth. Everybody say, Jesus is the truth. One more time. And I am the life. Say, Jesus is the life. Jesus is the life. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And he said, no man goeth to the Father except he come by me first. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm so glad this morning To know that when I will close these eyes, if I hold true and faithful to God, I'm going to wake up in a whole lot better place. Sure, these disciples was trouble. They'd been with Jesus three years or over. And Jesus was giving them some news that I'm going away and you can't come with me. And they said, why not? They was trouble. It troubles our hearts when we lose a loved one to death, don't it? How many of you lost a loved one to death over the years? We all have, haven't we? We know what a spot that leaves in our heart, the loneliness and the sadness leaves in our heart. And we're troubled. The disciples were troubled. Our Savior was saying, I'm going to leave a little while, you're with me, and in a little while, you're not going to see me. It saddened their hearts. We've all lost loved ones, and it saddens our hearts. But you know, the Bible says, the Bible says, weeping will come in the night, but he said, joy will come in the morning. How many of us has weeped over this thing that we're going through? How many of us weeped over our troubles and our trials and our sicknesses and the losses that we have in our family? We're all troubled. But church, I promise you, if you'll hold true and faithful to Jesus, one of these days, one of these days, we're going to look back and we're not going to remember any of this. Not going to remember any of it. Why? Because Jesus loves you and you and you. And He said, I went to prepare a place for you. And He said, I'll come again and receive you unto myself. And I'm about finished. If the singers want to be a coming, on for a minute, or I think I am anyway. <coughs> Jesus said over in, if I can find it over here, Jesus had been teaching them through 13, 14, 15, and 16. And John chapter 16, Jesus was still teaching, was still teaching on His departure. He was still telling them about His departure. And explaining that to them. And he said in chapter 16, if you want to look, you can read it yourself. Hold over in chapter 16 and verse 16, or verse 5, he said, but he said, but now I go my way 
to him, to my Father, that sent me. That's John 16, verse 5. And none of you asketh me, whither goest thou? But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow hath filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for me that I go away, for if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you, but if I depart, I will send you, send it unto you. Jesus told the disciples, I heard you telling the story. He said, it's expedient that I go. It's important that I go. If I don't go, the Comforter won't come. But if I do go, I'm going to send it back to you. Aren't you glad he, you went? Aren't you glad that Jesus went? Aren't you glad that that Holy Spirit lives within us today? Thank God for the Holy Ghost here this morning. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. You know, during all this time and troubles and all, and I've been going through <coughs> wonderful service here last Sunday. Some say I've seen a great movement in our young people, our young generation. Thank God for that, parents. I'm seeing a bigger movement up towards God in their young generation than I am the older ones. I see some of the older ones falling apart. See them, John, dropping by the wayside. But Jesus is still in this thing. I got a call. <coughs> I sat in my house the other day. This vehicle pulled in. This man got out and he come up to the door and I put my mask on. My wife was getting supper. Told him come in. He come in. I told him sit down. He sat down. We had a long conversation. His life, he said, was in a mess. He said it was in a mess, and it was. He was. We talked to him for a long, long time. My wife and I did. And he told us that he'd been sitting that day thinking on what to do for himself. Was that right, Ty? Talking about taking his own life. My wife said, you don't want to do something like that. I said, no, you don't. This man was at the verge of taking his life. I thank God before it's all said and done and to make the long story short, we prayed with him. He prayed and said he accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. And I know one thing. I know when he left there, he was laughing, rejoicing. And he's not done what he's thinking about doing. You never know who's going to show up when you're going to show up. Jesus is still in control. How many believe that? Let me tell you this in closing. <coughs> Yesterday morning, I took my wife down and Shannon down to her hairdresser, I call it. And, <coughs> and I sat down and talked to Shannon, her, for a little while. And I told her, I said, well, I'm going back up the house because it's going to be two and a half, three hours. And I went back up to the house. Then I drove over here and come in, spent some time over here, just killing time. After I left my house, I went home to read some and come back. 
And I thought, well, I better get back down there and get her. <clears throat> I was going down the road and I got down there to go back into where Paul, Shannon, and him lived. Matter of fact, I got back there to Shannon's house and I pulled up in front of her and I got a phone call. And this man, this man said, where you at? I said, I'm fixing to pick my wife up here, Shannon. I said, what's going on? He said, I'm down here in IGA parking lot. He said, preacher, says, there's a man down here wants to talk to you. I said, what, what about? He said, he says he don't want to go to hell. And he wants to talk to you. I said, well, has he got a phone? He said, I don't know. I said, well, can't you pray with him and lead him to the Lord? He said, he didn't want me to. He wants to talk to you. I didn't know the man. I put my truck in reverse. I backed out of Shannon's, left my wife in there. <laughs> backed out and I headed towards IGA. Pulled in the parking lot and a guy that I know to call me. I seen his truck and I pulled around there and this man was sitting in a car. I got out and put my mask on and I got out and I walked around. He had his glass down. Sitting there. Long hair, long beard. He was sitting there in a car. And I walked up and probably eight feet of him or something. And I said, did you want to talk to me? He said, yeah. I said, well, what can I do for you? He looked at me and he said, I don't want to go to hell. I looked at him and I said, you got good news. I got good news for you. You don't have to go to hell. He said, I've been a bad, bad man in my, all my life. I said, Jesus knows who you are. He knows what you've done. I said, but did you know Jesus died for people like you? And I talked to him there for some time. And he sat there in the car with his mask on and he pulled it down when he had talked to him. And I asked him, I said, do you believe in God? Oh, he said, I know there's a God. He said, I don't doubt that. He said, I've just never had much to do with him. I've lived a sinful, sinful life. And I said, if you believe in God, and I said, if you're sincere, I said, Jesus will forgive you of every sin you've ever committed. He said, well, I believe in God. And he said, I'm sincere. I don't want to go to hell. I led the man through the sinner's prayer. And we prayed. He said he'd be coming up on 80, 80 years old, I believe it was, this coming Thursday. Here a man that had a lot of wasted, wasted years. Been, okay, what he'd been, I don't have no clue, but he said, but the guy that knowed him had called me, 
said he had been a bad, bad person. But I know one thing. When I prayed with him and he asked Jesus Christ to forgive him of his sin and come in and be Lord of his life, there was something just flooded my soul, people. Flooded my soul. He about put it off too long. Eighty years old. I said, God's been good to you. He said, I have been blessed. I never dreamed that I'd get that phone call. I never dreamed this man had come to my house. We never know. We never know what's coming our way. But we need to be ready and we need to be prepared. Jesus is not dead. He's still alive. He's still in the saving business, church. So let's just hold on a little longer. Stand with me this morning. If you're here this morning and you're lost, listen to me. If you're standing here in this building this morning and you're lost, maybe in a backslidden condition, maybe you know you're not where you used to be, and maybe you've quit listening to the Lord and still listening to other people and listening to the devil. That needs to stop now. If you're here in lost, just like those two men that I met this week, you need to come this morning and receive Jesus Christ right now. Right now, because this evening may be too late. Tomorrow may be too late. I'm not trying to scare you. But when I think about one of my loved ones dying and going to hell, it just sends cold chills over me. Matter of fact, when I think about anybody dying and going to hell, it sends cold chills over me. When you don't have to, Jesus has done paid the price for your sins. And all you have to do is come and accept Him and thank Him for what He's done for you. This altar is open. Come just as you are right now. Right now. Come on. Don't put it off. Don't let the devil talk you out of it. Go ahead, Janet. I dreamed that I had died and gone to heaven. <coughs> I stood just outside the eastern gate when a voice from within said, have you been born again? Is your name written in that book of life? Please search the book again. I thought my name was there. I went to church on Sunday, though I never knelt in prayer. Please search the book. It's too late now, I know. You might say, well, it used to be, but I don't know where it is now or not. If you're not sure, you need to come. You need to come. Another movement in our young people today.
was too late then for prayers. But oh, my sinner friend, if you want to enter in, then your name must be in that book of life. Please search the book again. I thought my name was there. God is still speaking to hearts here this morning. I don't want to tire you. Why are you out this morning? But I do want to give you just a little time here to think about it. You know, as Janet's singing that song, there's going to be a lot of people say, Lord, would you please search the book again? I thought my name was there. Lord, I put it there one day. I got saved one day. But somewhere down life's way, you turned and walked away from God and your name was taken out. God's not wanting to know what you done for Him 10, 20 years ago. He's not wanting to know what you done from him a year ago. He wanted to know what are you doing for him right now, today, the present. Are you still serving him the way you used to? Do you still love him as much as you used to? Janice, sing one more verse here. And it's for you, friend. It's for somebody. He turned and he left me standing there. I knew that it was too late then for prayer. But oh, my sinner friend, if you want to enter in, then your name must be in. 